0: Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast, episode 182. Today I interview Russ Perry of Design Pickle, which is an awesome company that I actually been meaning to do a separate video on because I use them so much, and Russ is a really cool guy, and the company will change the way you do graphic design for your company. But before that, I've got a bunch of links. So as you uh, may have noticed or heard, we're now going to be doing one episode per week. So... I plan on doing more links in the link section. So you get a little bit of a meteor episode uh, and that'll be once a week. So the first thing though, I do want to tell you though, is if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, please head over to lessdoing.com and subscribe to my newsletter because every week we put out some really great information, the new blog posts, a little synopsis of the podcast that week and any other big announcements. And it's just a really good way to keep up on all the less doing stuff that is going on. So, uh, the first thing actually I want to do, I wasn't going to get to this first, but a listener named Duncan sent in an article from Lifehacker, which was called Butter in Your Coffee and Other Cons, Stories from a Fitness Insider. And uh, one of the things he was asking about was that he said that I have generally supported Dave Asprey and Bulletproof Diet uh, on my podcast and on my blog before, and what do I think of this article? So uh, if you haven't read the article, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. But it's written by one of the co-founders of Phytocracy. And the first thing I do want to say is that I, I do support Dave Asprey. I'm, I consider Dave to be a friend. Uh, having said that, I've never said that I think that people should do the Bulletproof Diet. I don't specifically recommend Bulletproof Coffee to people. I, I personally have had Bulletproof Coffee probably less than 20 times, I think. And a few of those times were at the Bulletproof Conference. Um, and it's not because I don't like it or don't agree with it. It's just, just not something that's sort of a regular part of my repertoire. Uh, so anyway, he asked me to give an opinion on this article. And what I will say is that there's a couple issues I have with this. It's just, just like dissecting a study. So first of all, you can look at this from both sides. And I'll actually take the side against Dave first, even though I, again, Dave is a friend and I do believe in what he's doing. Uh, and, and I also preface that by saying that To some extent, if a product is not doing any harm and it is possibly doing good to people and lots of people are benefiting from it, then I think that that is overall a good benefit. So uh, as far as I know, none of Dave's products have caused harm to anybody. So, this article basically says that he is full of shit, essentially. And I, the, the whole way it's written, honestly, sounds like somebody with a vendetta. And unfortunately, the main source that this person cites is Army Leg, who uh, used to work for Dave. And actually, when I was interviewed on the Bulletproof podcast, the first time, Army was the co host. So, he's not working with Dave anymore. And I have no idea personally what happened between them, but he suddenly wasn't working for Dave anymore. So right away, I think that that makes him suspect. I mean, of course he's going to have inside knowledge and there's no reason to think that what he says in the article is not true. Uh, but, the fact that there's sort of that history between them, I think, makes him a suspicious source. So that's the first thing. Um, and then the other thing, too, is that it just, the again, the way that this article is written, it, it just feels like somebody who has it out for Dave. And you don't have to use all of Dave's products. You don't have to use any of Dave's products if you want. But the fact is that he has, whether or not you think he's a good marketer or not, his products and his offerings have helped thousands, if not millions of people at this point even if it it didn't change their lives it might have gotten them on the path to a better to better health there's lots of benefits to this kind of work beyond the le- the actual legitimacy of the products themselves so that's the first thing i'll say um the second thing is that people tend to attack the butter in the coffee thing a lot and this is my opinion on it Butter in your coffee is really not very different than putting cream in your coffee. I mean, it's almost not different at all in some ways. Butter is delicious. And what you have to also understand is that the cognitive benefits that Bulletproof Coffee claims to provide do not come from the butter. The butter provides calories in the form of fat. Uh, the The cognitive benefits that it claims to get are from very high quality coffee and MCT oil, the, the medium chain triglyceride oil, which is a very rapidly digestible fat-burning fat, essentially, um, which does help your brain function better. So that's a whole other, you know, you can look into all those different studies on that. And specifically on that, you don't have to have a study specific that, that says that butter in your coffee is going to make you better. So you could just have coffee with MCT oil in it and you'd still get the cognitive benefits, but you just might not find it as filling. And again, the butter is providing calories. So yes, if you have 600 calories in a meal from butter, then that's, You can look at that however you want, is whether that's going to be good or bad for you. But people tend to focus a little bit too much, I think, on the butter aspect. The other thing is, you know, you can look at what Joe Rogan said about Dave's coffee and mycotoxin-free and stuff. But the truth is, is that I have had several house guests who have had the Bulletproof beans, not even Bulletproof coffee with MCT oil and butter, just the beans for the first time without knowing what it was. And they literally just out of the blue said, wow, this coffee is so good. It doesn't give me any indigestion or heartburn. My mother was one of the people actually that texted me while I was at a conference and Dave happened to be at it and I showed him the text. So the the beans are very high quality. They're single source. They're, they're very good. MCT oil itself definitely can provide certain me- metabolic benefits. There's, there's no question of that. And then if you add the butter in, It's providing calories. You know, if you, if you want to do cream instead, then it's not technically going to be a bulletproof coffee, but it's going to have a similar effect, honestly, as long as you don't have any reaction to the dairy. So, having said that, I I think that you have to take a lot of the stuff with a grain of salt, and everything we do requires experimentation. You can look at the slow-carb diet from Tim Ferriss that has definitely helped thousands of people lose weight, but there's lots of other people who've done the the slow-carb diet and have not seen those benefits from it. And you can have your own opinions on that. So, it's really just a matter of opinion, and if Dave happens to be a better marketer than some other people, then... So be it. The More power to him. So anyway, that was a sort of a long, long answer. But uh, Duncan sent that in and I promised him that I would get it on the podcast. So if you have any opinions on that, by all means, please share it. But I think that Dave is fighting the good fight. So that's what I have to say about that. So moving on, the first thing that I want to tell everybody about is something called Pomelo. Now I've talked before about the Pomodoro technique, which is, if, if you don't know, it's where you're working for 25 minutes straight and then you take a five minute break. And then you repeat that ratio several times, basically. And the idea being that our minds work better in sprints than they do in marathons. So what Pomelo does is it actually turns your Trello cards into Pomodoro tasks. So Trello is my preferred project management tool. It's actually what we use as sort of the backbone of the less-doing virtual assistant service. And I I still don't believe in to-do lists. That that hasn't changed. But if you're going to be either writing out checklists or you're going to be sharing tasks with people or managing projects, overall projects, I think that Trello really is the best solution. And what Pomelo does is it's an extension that will then take your cards and turn them into... Pomodoro task. So you can stay on top of, you can basically focus on the task at hand, which I think is really cool. The next thing I want to tell you about is also a Trello plugin, basically. It's called Alert. And they basically say, learn what your Trello boards aren't telling you. So the cool thing about this one is that it can actually tell you things like average members per card or average cards per member or the list with the most cards deployed or the list with the least cards done. So you can actually get like a a really cool uh, numerical and visual overview of what's going on in your Trello cards. And depending on how you're using that, that could mean in your organization. So if you see that, you know, you have like the average employee is working on seven different tasks at a time, like that's actually really useful information. So this really allows you to dig in to Trello in a way that you're not used to in terms of data. Now, the next thing I want to tell you about is called the Holmes and Ray stress scale. Now, as many of you know, less doing was started as a way of mitigating stress, and it still very much is all about that. Uh, I I want to do whatever I can to help people free up their time so that they stress less. Now, the Holmes and Ray stress scale is actually a way of measuring long-term stress on your, your psyche and your body and your health. And what's, what I like about this is that a lot of people don't recognize sometimes that positive events in their life can be stressful as well. So you look at the, there's 43 questions basically, and you're just saying yes or no. So it's things like divorce. Uh, that's 73 points, jail term, that's 63 points, but then you have marriage, you know, so marriage is obviously a positive thing, but it's also considered a big stressor in your life because it's a big change and you know, you have to get used to different ways of doing things. So that's a 50, so it's funny if you can, comp- you know, a jail term is 63 and a uh, marriage is 50. So <laughs> gain of a new family member. So maybe that means that you had a birth, son or daughter leaving home, outstanding, outstanding personal achievement. That's 28 points. A change in recreation, change in social activities, vacation. <laughs> Christmas is a 12, you know, so you fill this out basically and you get a score. And this will tell you sort of what your risk factors are in terms of stress. And it's a really interesting scale. So I I recommend everybody check this out and try it out and see what your number is. Now, this next one I am really, really excited about. It's called the Grava, G-R-A-A-V-A. This is like a GoPro, but... It sort of does the best parts for you, so you basically use this camera, and it automatically will pull out the best parts and create an edited video for you. Basically, before you can pull your phone out, and the way that it does that is by using several sensors. It'll, by the way, it'll add, it'll add music. It'll do the, it'll do the cutting and splitting for you. And what's really cool about the way that this figures it out is that it's based on several sensors, so the accelerometer. It's using. Uh, it actually uses a pulse detector. So it's actually basing its heart, your heart rate as one of the ways that it knows if it's a really important event. So that in itself is mind-boggling to me. So basically, let's say like you're biking along on your, you know, your mountain bike, like the typical GoPro video. You're biking along and it's nice and easy and then you, you, you get to the big cliff and then you start going down the cliff and your heart goes crazy. It will note that And note that that was basically a point where something really interesting happened so it's going to use all these different sensors to edit this stuff for you and give you just the best bits really 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 cool Uh, so now i want to tell you about clarismo and this is an interesting approach for me to body scanning. So the, the Clarisma 3D body scan basically gives you a detailed analysis of your body composition. And it does it in a way that's repeatable regularly. So you can validate the effectiveness of a training program or a diet. So you're, you're actually getting, this looks like an MRI, right? So you're actually getting like a breakdown, like slices where you can see fat and organ structure and everything. And uh, it's an MRI. So it's, it's basically they're saying that it's not causing harm to you through radiation or anything like a, like a DEXA scan or things like that. And I've had all of these kinds of scans, but this is anything that's like a DEXA scan, which is a dual X-ray absorption geometry scan or an MRI are going to give you really, really detailed information in terms of your body fat composition. So it's not actually, it's not just going to tell you like, Oh, you're 14% body fat. It'll actually say like on your left side, you're 13% and on your right side, you're 15.2% and uh, in your trunk and your legs. So a really cool way to validate any kind of work you're doing with your body. And uh, this is a, a new way of approaching it. Now, this next one is a really, this is really weird, uh, but it, it definitely would make you, it, it is an efficiency in some ways. So basically this is an app called Enlighten and it uses real-time signal information. So basically using the GPS, you pull up to a red light. It recognizes that you've stopped at a red light. And then it basically uses some sort of algorithm or some knowledge to predict when the light will change so if it knows when the light's going to change it basically gives you a chime to warn you that the light's going to change and get you ready now there's a couple ways to approach this on the one hand you know if you really just want to beat the clock and get those extra second or two then you can do that but the other thing that it does is that if you have uh if you're like looking down at your phone which of course you shouldn't be doing or you're distracted for whatever reason everyone's had this experience where the light turns green and then somebody honks behind them because you didn't notice that the light was green well this will actually warn you so you can see this as an efficiency thing you can also see this as a safety thing Um, but i just think it's cool that they actually have the kind of data together to do that kind of thing So the next one is called mobilepassport.us. And honestly, like this is something I've been wishing for for a long time. But this is an app for your phone that serves as a passport. Now, don't get too excited yet. It only works at five airports. uh, And they are uh, San Francisco, Seattle, Tacoma, Chicago, O'Hare, Atlanta, and Miami. But you can basically skip the line and use this app on your phone as your passport. Now, that I think is really, really cool definitely uh, and it also makes us you have to carry one less thing. In in December, I'm going to be driving down to Miami from New York City, and I'm going to be doing that with three toddlers and a at that point I guess a 7-month pregnant wife. So many people think that we're crazy, but I think flying with that group would be actually crazier. So what we're thinking is that I'm actually, I'm going to actually do like two all nighters driving down there and I'll sleep during the day. So I've actually been studying up on ways to prepare for that kind of a thing. So there's a really cool article in greatest, which was uh, basically said like how to pull an all nighter. And one of the ones that they, I, I surprised that I didn't think of this, but They basically say that you should bank the sleep ahead of time. So, if you know that you're going to be pulling an all-nighter, then you want to try to get like nine to 10 hours of sleep for up to six days leading up to that sleep deprivation period. So, that's actually really cool. I think that's, I mean, it's probably the easiest thing to do, just to sleep a couple extra hours if you know you're going to be preparing for that kind of thing. And yeah, so I'm definitely going to be doing that. Um, And then they also say, you know, you want to keep the room at moderate temperature, so keeping it cool. Keep the lights bright. So whereas I would usually recommend that people have, you know, their blue blocker sunglasses on before they go to bed to avoid any of those light, the blue light deleterious effects. In this case, you want to get that blue light in your face so that it's keeping you up basically and reducing melatonin production. Uh, And then they say drink a little bit of coffee and a lot of water. So if you overdose on coffee, basically, then you're going to get jittery and your focus will decrease. So you don't want that. Uh, And then the other one is chewing gum. So chewing gum can increase alertness and it may even improve intellectual performance, especially if you use a mint flavor. (laughs) So uh, there you go. We'll see if that works for me. I got two more things I want to talk about. One is called Ironclad. So Ironclad is an automated organized assistant for managing legal paperwork for your company. So you get one organized Dropbox folder for all your legal documents along with automated templates for NDAs, sales contracts, and contractors. So there's not too much more I can tell you about this. It just seems like it's a really cool thing. If anybody has, I mean, well, anybody in their company, of course, they're going to have legal documents. This basically creates a special Dropbox folder for that, organizes them. It also creates NDAs and uh, contractor agreements. And uh, we just went through this with uh, the less doing virtual assistant service. So this is it's uh, really cool, really, really cool thing. And then the last thing I want to tell you about is called, uh, I guess it's called emergency. It's M emergency. And basically what this is trying to do, and I think a couple different companies have tried to do something similar, but nothing uh, at this scale. Basically, they're trying to put a global network of emergency responders. So I, I am an EMT, as some of you listeners may know. And basically what this app will do is that if, if I'm registered to use the app and I'm registered as an EMT and I'm in Paris and somebody has a heart attack two blocks away from me, I should get the notification and basically be able to get there faster than the ambulance might be able to get there and hopefully help that person. Honestly, any any situation where you can get somebody who needs CPR to somebody who can do CPR you know even seconds faster it makes a big difference CPR is life extending and you know short of having everybody trained in CPR this is a really great effort and I I love that they're doing this and I I'm, I'm I am signed up to be a part of this so if you are an emergency responder or you know CPR I I think that you you owe it to the society basically to be able to uh, sign up for this kind of service and be available just in case something were to happen. So there you go, bunch of links for today. Uh, I hope you everyone enjoys the interview with Russ Perry. Thank you so much for listening in, and I hope you have a great, great week. And if anybody listening is celebrating Rosh Hashanah next week, then uh, Shana Tova. Have a good night. The Less Doing Podcast pulls together the top experts in the industry to help you optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life. So you can start doing the things you really want to do again. What would you do if you could only work an hour a day? Would you crumble or would you thrive? When I was sick with Crohn's disease, I was faced with that reality because there were days when I literally couldn't eke out more than an hour of work a day. And I had to figure out ways to not only get everything done, but get more done than I was doing before. And that is how less doing was born. Less Doing is about you. It's the easiest way to learn and implement a huge amount of productivity tips into your life in a short amount of time. Whether you're a crazy busy business owner, a tired executive in a large company, or a stressed out soccer mom, we've brought it all together for you to help you overcome the overwhelm in your life. For the latest how-tos and actual tips on becoming more productive, sign up for my newsletter over at lessdoing.com. But I want to offer you all something more. As listeners of this podcast, I want to give you the opportunity to get on the phone with one of my less doing certified coaches. I've trained each one of them myself and they really know what they're doing. The first call is completely free and you will get some real advice and tips on how you can be more productive in your life and get back to making things easier again. Thanks for listening and now enjoy the interview. So now I'm speaking with Russ Perry, who is the founder of Design Pickle. And I've spoken about Design Pickle many times now on the podcast and even at our live event, which Russ was an attendee
1: at. But Russ, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Ari. Uh, Super pumped to be here. It's kind of like come full circle. I remember listening to your podcast way back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so first of all, before we get to Design Pickle, let's talk about Optimize Dad. Oh, man, I want to get back into that so bad. (laughs) Well, tell us what tell everyone what it is and how how that kind of came about. So Optimize Dad was kind of my first attempt at uh, just kind of creating a new community around the idea of the entrepreneur dad. And looking at all of the blogs and all the content that's out there, there's just a lot talking about business and business and business and business, but not necessarily so much around what it's like being a family guy, whether you're married or not, you know, there's a lot of people who are and who aren't, but how to balance that, how to balance your time. So I did a brief stint and that was actually when we first kind of met when I reached out to you and did an interview there, but uh, it's taking a bit of a backseat to the pickle.
0: Yeah. And so, okay. So then, You got the idea for Design Pickle and tell everybody what Design Pickle is.
1: Yeah, well, while I was doing Optimize Dad, I was kind of winding down um, my main business, quote unquote, my day job, which was an agency. And after that closed late last year, I thought, uh, well, first of all, I was like, what the hell am I going to do? I'm unemployed. I need to figure something out. And Optimize Dad was not paying the bills. So I looked at uh, kind of our history of clients and found that there was a really underserved market when it came to just getting that day to day graphic design done without a hassle without it being complex without having to log in every time and posting a job so what we did is took a lot of best practices created some new processes and some software and launched design pickle which is basically on a subscription-based service starting at 195 dollars a month for unlimited graphic design help with whatever you need and it's driven through email so it's really easy you just drop in anytime you need something and do an email and we'll get it done most of the time next business day Yeah. Okay. So now this is an amazing thing. There's, there's so many different paths I want to talk to you about regarding this. But so the first
0: one is, I mean, and I I am, you know, a a user of design pickle. I've talked about it a bunch. (laughs) It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, and I, I use it for my blog posts, for images, for my podcast, for uh, updating a logo. I've even used them for personal Photoshopping with family photos. So, yeah. So first of all, What defines a graphic design task for you guys? Because I've done, I know that I've issued
1: ones that were definitely more complex
0: than others and there's just never, you know, everything's always been handled really well.
1: Well, kudos to you. I I sometimes joke the level of complexity that we can handle really depends on how good at someone is at explaining something. Absolutely. So I think with your like super samurai master level of delegation and fancy hands experience, being able to do that, you you probably can get away with more complex stuff. But really, that's that's the limitation. Since it's driven via email, we I, I the rule of thumb is, is can you explain it clearly in an email And if you can do that, then more than likely we're going to be able to execute it for you. Uh, clip, You know, there's there's some things just out of our WeHalls like 3D design or, you know, really complex branding or things like uh, web design, landing pages, stuff like that. But but other than that, it surprises me every day when I see people with what they're doing. And some people even go so far as to, like, create videos and screenshots, like video walkthroughs of what they want when they really are uh, just don't want to, like, type it all out. Yeah, and that's really cool.
0: And, and you know, one one of the things that's been really nice for me too is, as you know, is that I've I've worked this into the the workflow of my podcast production. Uh, and you know, as I already mentioned, I, I have you guys do the podcast imagery, but it's just an it's just a part of the series of things that happen that make it so that I can completely automate and outsource the the production yeah. of my podcast. Which it's just it works seamlessly. It's like having, I mean, you could say this about a lot of different outsourced providers but it's you know it's almost like having an in-house graphic designer that is not really in-house which brings me to my next point which is that a trend that i've noticed a lot in outsourcing and virtual assistants and whatnot now is that you're seeing more and more specialization. So you're, you know, there's virtual assistance services that and not that this is virtual system but virtual assistant services that just deal with travel or just deal with mm-hmm. health or that kind of thing. And to me, you know, with, with this specificity that you're getting now with these sort of outsource providers that do one thing and do it really well, it's it's like opened up a whole new world because you know, I could probably have a fancy hands assistant do some very rudimentary like Photoshop stuff. But for just like a little bit extra and a different kind of workflow, you're getting such a higher level of quality by using something like Design
1: Pickle. Yeah. And, and I I don't know, like, I, I think that it's going to continue that trend. And where you saw from the ease and newer models coming up that were still traditional in their service like here's our here's our retainer or we bill it hourly that's going to be a new trend for the next 10 years as seen you i imagine will you and i will just have like 50 different providers, all on unlimited services, doing every little niche thing that we want. And the total sum will be some insanely cheap amount because of, of the ability for people to do what we're really doing, which is optimizing a service based industry through technology and, um, and 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 niching down as well. You know, not doing the stuff that's going to be more complicated, which inherently drives up cost. Right. So, so now that, so this is more on the business side. Now I'm curious is, you know, it's a very bold
0: move to go and offer unlimited anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So how is, what was the rationale behind that and sort of like, what does that end up looking like? Do you, do you have people that are, you know, obviously you're going to have people that are super power users and some people who really aren't, but how is that? Like what, what was that decision like to to go unlimited?
1: Yeah. I mean, at first it was just, straight I mean completely honest it was a marketing gimmick what would what would catch the eyes of people that would be interested in this because our ideal customer has actually used a graphic designer before in the past whether that's like a freelancer or an agency or a service like Elance so they've experienced the pains uh, or the price that those services charge so when they see our model with that context, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, that's amazing. So it started as like a marketing gimmick. But then what I realized is that there's a lot of services out there that kind of provide unlimited whatever, whether it's like a like hometown Buffet, or you know, the unlimited buffet places, or a gym, you know, that you could just come in whenever you want. And every one of those operates the same way, where you have the outliers that use it more than anyone, but for the most part, everyone just uses it a normal amount. And that's exactly how it is for us. And we've had hundreds of clients now come through our system, and there's a few superpower users that just totally are nuts, and I I applaud them for how much they're able to pull off. I, I I wonder if they even leave their Desk throughout the day because they're putting in so many quests into the system, but then there's the guys and gals who maybe do one or two things a month and are super happy because that's still cheaper than their freelancer and and it all balances out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so then, what what kind of as as a
0: company, like what kind of softwares or service you know services are you using to to route that information to keep track
1: of everything? Like, what, what are you guys on Slack? Like, what are you using? Yeah. So we've built, uh, so our whole model runs off of of two primary systems. One is a custom software we've built that is more like the account management and the controls so that anyone off the street just can't use our system. You have to have an account and we have that tied in stripe uh, for the payment processing of everything and then that's and then and then we're expanding on that so coming soon you're going to see more functionality kind of like a hint feature is eventually you'll be able to see your design queue um, of, and status of everything when you log into the app so that's going to be really helpful uh, for for managing uh, your your workflow and and finding old files you know finding leaks to old files that you need to pull up rather than having to search through your email but then we operate just the per- production everything on the production side off of a ticketing system uh, we're currently using fresh desk which is kind of like a generic uh, zen desk knockoff that some guys in india made but i really like it and it's been a good team to work with and one day we'll merge that you know one day our software will have house everything it's just we don't need to you know the, the fresh desk is an awesome tool and we'll be able to use that for at least the next 12 to 18 months no problem
0: and well and then but like for routing like when a request comes in like how how does an individual designer then get that request in their in their lap
1: so our process is that's received by a supervisor and um which is kind of a air traffic control is what you could think of that person and they're assigned to a team of designers and so what they'll do if it's the first time someone's made a request is they'll try to take a look at the fit between the designer and the client
0: uh-huh. because
1: because we might need we you know if your average plumber joe no offense to any plumbers listening that doesn't necessarily have a super high-end developed complicated brand you're not necessarily going to need uh, one of our designers who might be um, you know more talented in terms of experience and skill we can match you with the designer that's appropriate and you're still going to be super happy so that's a job of the supervisor and then once that designer client matches is, is, is made, then uh, the, the supervisor's role is more just making sure that requests are complete, that everything is needed for the designer to execute. And once that's validated, then it's assigned to the designer in the ticketing system and they execute it.
0: OK, um, well, that's that's really cool. And itself.
1: also to find yeah. out how that works. So and, and, and all your designers are in the U.S.? No, actually, we love economies, international economies. So we have all of our designers out of the u.s right now oh. doing the production stuff yeah so we can, can you we you tell have, me where our primary, i'm just curious where yeah are. yeah the philippines man it has been an extraordinary experience uh working with the them out there the time zone's really perfect um we're going to be bringing on some designers here i'm in in, in arizona that are going to start to act as supervisors here locally and then we'll eventually have a team probably like in latin america where we're able to have a 24-hour service eventually okay
0: yeah and it's just the reason i asked about that specifically is because uh you may have noticed this over the years but i have seen through the years with various different kinds of outsourcing that there seems to be this sort of geographic shift that takes place and whereas you know five years ago i the india was like the place that you would go for virtual assistants now personally that, that would be the last choice that i would make for a virtual yeah. assistant but for seo stuff that's nowadays a good place. Call centers would be Costa Rica right now. And graphic design, in my most recent experience, although, I mean, you have more than I do, but was like Eastern European providers, although now they're really good for coding. So it's just
1: kind of funny how that's, so it's cool to see that you're finding uh, that the Philippines is really good for Well, and it comes around full circle, I think, back to the U.S. I mean, if we think, if we go way back to outsourcing and think of manufacturing and production, uh, I just was reading an article recently that that's Like China is no longer that great of a cost benefit for a lot of production and manufacturing compared to certain areas of the U.S., and so I think what happens is it'll eventually come back full circle where, we, where we'll be able to staff more people, probably domestically, but it'll be a while because now, now all these other emerging markets are tapping into the service, other service-based industries and being able to compete. Actually, you mentioned Europe there. You're right in terms of design quality. The funny thing about Europe is that the, t- the time zones don't really work out as yeah. well for, for what we're trying to do it's kind of like right in the middle of like our day or evening. So we don't necessarily have that the advantage of like an Asia time zone where as we're going to bed, they're waking up and you can get that maximize that full night cycle for whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what are some of the the future plans for, this? For um, Well, uh, by the time probably this podcast goes live, we will have updated and increased our prices. (laughs) So we're we're actually making a big focus to improve our service offerings with uh, things like weekend service and phone support. We're hiring a customer success role, which is going to be really exciting. That person's going to be in charge of onboarding clients, making sure that they use our service, not correctly. It's not like there's a wrong way, but it's a different kind of service. So someone like you with, with master delegation skills gets it, but for someone who's, who's never had to, you know, write an email about what they want, there's a bit more of a learning curve that we want to help. Um, and then, you know, just enjoying it. It's been really fun. I mean, it's a totally cool model that I've not never had experience with a SAS model, which is, is what we're doing. We're looking at bringing on a couple marketing and sales guys here in Arizona and, um, just always improving, always trying to get, make the team, you know, designs, improve the quality, improve the, improve the pace and, and uh, a lot of pickle promotions. So you'll be seeing a lot, you'll be seeing a lot more pickles. We actually just ordered our first t-shirts too. So I'll make sure you get one. (laughs) Thank you. Well, okay. So, so Russ, I'm sure, as you know, the last question that I always like to ask people is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Well, yeah, and I do know this. This is like, for people that know it, I think they like fret about it when they get the question because they don't want to, they don't want to like be not profound. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll just share based on my vast experience from old businesses versus new. The first is know what your core values are because it helps really, really effective decision making. So if you don't know what your core values are and what what you stand for, for us it's friendliness, smart working, resourcefulness and service. I can basically make any decision in a heartbeat, just checking against those. And that allows me to just move quicker, like cycle faster, whatever it is. So that would be that would be one. This is self-serving, but Delegate as much as you can to software and services. I mean, there's no reason for you to be able to have to do everything yourself. Um, And what people what I find most of most of all is that so many talented people are think to themselves, well, I can I can do that. Like I can open up Photoshop and make an edit and do this and do that. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, you can. But think of all the time that you're taking to do that. And this is less doing one-on-one, obviously, but, you know, think of all that time. So this is so, and get creative with what you can outsource and delegate. I actually just had fancy hands write and a song a Frank Sinatra parody song. Write all the lyrics, and the person who did my task happened to be a jazz musician, and recorded a sample of it to to the Frank Sinatra song, which blew my mind. I that's did not awesome. know I could do creative stuff that way. So push the envelope, and I think I think just really enjoy what you're doing, and and that's a very kind of trite thing to say, but I did about ten years running an agency where I was really good at it. But I didn't truly have a passion for what we were doing and all that it did was it just kind of ground me down towards the end of the day, which decreases motivation, decreases a lot of. You know, main factors that allows people to be more effective. So having that, having something that you enjoy doing, it may it may not have to be your life's passion, but just something that you can really dive into and hit it every single day. To me, that that is that is one of those obvious things you hear every day, but it couldn't be more true. Well, I think those are really good ones. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I was asked my own
0: question once and I don't think I gave a very good answer. So uh, those were, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Russ, tell people where they can of find out. Of course,
1: I'll think of nine, nine better answers. Yeah, right. Uh, um, so tell people where they can like find out up. more and, and sign up, of course. Yeah. So the company designpickle.com, you can find any social media handle at design pickle. Me personally, it's just Russ Perry on Twitter or Instagram. And if you, anyone needs anything, has any questions, want to talk shop about what we're doing, you can email me directly Russ at designpickle.com. Awesome. Well, Russ, thank you so much for your time. And I really do hope people sign up and, and start benefiting from the service. Ah, hey, I appreciate it, Ari. It's been awesome. I mean, it's been one of those things. I will say I was super nervous. Like when you first signed up and got going, it was right as you were doing a lot of um, conference stuff. And I was like, oh man, I really hope this turned, like I really hope it all works out. I knew it would, but just in the back of my mind, I was like, that would be be pretty crappy if something something random happened that I didn't expect and you're at the conference, you're like, you know, I'm not so sure about this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fortunately, that's... that that didn't happen. So awesome. All right. Well, thanks. Hello everyone. Thanks for listening to the less doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we'd love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Meisel and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.